0: Amen. And we're turning together in God's Word this morning to the Gospel of John and to the chapter 10. The Gospel of John and the chapter 10. Just a couple of Lord's days ago, we were reading from this chapter, and we're returning to it again this morning. John chapter 10, we'll move down the chapter to the verse 17 as we take up our reading. John 10, the verse 17. Therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, He hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can the devil open the eyes of the blind? And it was at Jerusalem the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. Amen. We'll end there at the 30th verse, and may the Lord be pleased to add his own blessing to this public reading from his own precious and infallible truth. Amen. We're turning together to John's gospel, the chapter 10. And I would like to draw your attention particularly to two verses. John chapter 10, the verses 27 and 28. The Lord is speaking here about his sheep. And he says my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand and I want to speak today on the Lord's sheep the Lord's sheep let's unite together in a brief word of prayer ask the Lord for help in the ministry of his word our heavenly father and our eternal God we do praise thee for our coming together and we thank thee O God for thine own precious and infallible truth and we ask O God as we come to consider thy word afresh that thou wouldst be pleased to bless it to each and to every heart I look to thee, O God, for help in the ministry of thy word that we would know the anointing power of God the Holy Spirit and our desire would be that in all things that are said and done that it would be with a single eye to the glory, to the praise of our Lord and Saviour. Shut us in now to thy presence and pour out of thy blessing upon us. We ask these things for Jesus' sake. Amen. Well, a couple of Lord's days ago, we were in this same chapter, John's Gospel in the chapter 10. And at that time, we considered the shepherd and we were thinking of the Lord as the shepherd of his people. And you'll remember from John chapter 10 and the verse 11 that he's given that title, The Good Shepherd... I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And so we learn that the shepherd is one who died for the sheep. But we also noticed from Hebrews chapter 13 and the verse 20, there's another title given to the shepherd, and that is the great shepherd, And there in the context of the resurrection, we learn that the shepherd not only died for the sheep, but the shepherd rose again for the sheep. Then it is the apostle Peter, and Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5 and the verse 4 that he is the chief shepherd, and it's spoken of there in the context of the Lord appearing, when the chief shepherd shall appear, the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so he's the good shepherd who died for the sheep. He's the great shepherd who rose again for the sheep. And praise God, he's the chief shepherd who one day is coming back again for his sheep. And as I closed that message a couple of weeks ago, I emphasized the need that we would be one of the Lord's sheep, that need to be sure that we belong to the flock of God, to be able to say of a truth with the psalmist David, the Lord is my shepherd. And I want us today to return to this portion of Scripture and to think today about the Lord's sheep, And what a beautiful illustration, what a beautiful picture that is to think of the Lord as the shepherd and of his people as the sheep. We were singing the Psalm 100, we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And this beautiful illustration of the Lord as the shepherd of his sheep, it brings before us that blessed union that there is between the Lord and his people. That's a union that is set forth in many different ways using figurative language in the word of God. The Lord is one who is described as the vine and his people are the branches The Lord is the head of the body and his people are members of the body. The Lord is the husband, is the great bridegroom and the church, every saved soul, makes up the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. And all of these illustrations are used to describe that union between the Lord and his people. But perhaps none so powerful none so beautiful as to think of the Lord as the shepherd and his people as the sheep. And therefore today, together as we think of the Lord's sheep, I want you to notice with me firstly the picture of the sheep. In her text in verse 27, the Lord says, My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And as the Lord speaks about his people, he's speaking about them under this illustration, under this picture, and he refers to them as his sheep. The Lord chooses this term in reference to his people. And therefore, there must be that obvious connection between the Christian and the sheep. Between the character of the sheep and the character of the Christian and we learn from the Scripture, we learn from experience that we're of the same nature. This comparison that is drawn out by the Lord, whether we like it or not, we're likened onto the dumb animal. And that's a very common biblical comparison. The Lord's sheep If you think about the sheep, it's known for its wandering. A sheep is one that will wander off. In Isaiah 53 and the verse 6, the prophet writes, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And there's that universal all, all we like sheep everyone that is born of Adam's fallen line, we have all gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, one going this way, another going that way, but all going away from the Lord. Psalm 119, that's the longest of the Psalms, broken down into 22 different sections corresponding to the letters of the Hebrew alphabet and eight verses in every section. And therefore, there's 176 verses in that psalm. Well, when you go to the very last verse, that verse 176, the psalmist said, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Gone astray. Corresponds with the words of the prophet. The New Testament, the Apostle Peter, he's writing his epistles and he says of God's people, ye were a sheep going astray. And here is this picture that runs throughout the Word of God, that the Lord likens his people onto to sheep and sheep that have gone astray. You can picture that wandering sheep, maybe the head down grazing on the grass and Not thinking of where it's going, but just walking on. No sense of direction. No sense of being able to retrace its steps. It's just straying further and further. The sheep that's going astray. It's Luke chapter 15 where the Lord tells the parable about the lost sheep. Not only a sheep going astray, but a sheep that is lost. And if it hadn't been for a loving shepherd in Luke chapter 15, that sheep that was lost would have perished. But the Lord as that loving shepherd, is one who goes after the lost sheep and he searches for it and he seeks it out until he finds it. But we have that tendency, that tendency to wander off from the Lord. Robert Robinson, the hymn writer, he penned those words, prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, O oh, take and seal it. And we never seem to lose that tendency to wander away from the Lord. And so, no wonder the Lord refers to us as sheep. The wandering of the sheep. The weakness of the sheep. Oh, it's a defenseless animal, an animal that's known for its weakness, an animal that's known as becoming an easy prey. And being familiar with the background in John chapter 10, it speaks about thieves and robbers, the sheep-stealers. And when the Lord is speaking about his people as sheep, they're in the midst of danger. He'll refer in this chapter as well to the wolves and uh, what havoc the wolves could cause to the flock of sheep getting in amongst them ready to devour. And there's the poor, helpless, defenseless sheep, its weakness. Aren't we just like that? Of ourselves with no strength. Of ourselves we're unable for the devourer of souls. The devil is the roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So the Lord uses this picture. It's a very appropriate picture. The picture of the sheep. But I want you to notice secondly the possession of the sheep. Back there to our text of scripture. The Lord says my sheep. My sheep. And he uses there the first person possessive pronoun my. When the Lord is speaking about his sheep, he's calling them my sheep. And there's a tremendous truth that's contained in these words. And the truth is this, we belong to the Lord. Those who are saved, those who have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we become his sheep. In this chapter, John chapter 10, you could look at verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. There's that expression again of how the Lord is taking possession here. And he says, they're my sheep. Notice the contrast in verse 26. He's speaking about those who believe not. But ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you. And the Lord is showing here that he has his sheep. He has his flock. Those who belong to him. And that's why in verse 27 he says my sheep. Sheep that belong to the Lord. Because they've been given to the Lord Jesus Christ by the Father. You notice that in verse 29. My Father which gave them me, is greater than all. And so when the Lord's speaking about his sheep, the sheep which are his, they belong to him, he's saying they were given to me by my father. Reminds me of John chapter 17. And there, As the Savior is in prayer to the Father and he's praying for his people, he speaks about those whom the Father had given to him. For example, in John 17 and the verse 2, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Giving eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. That's a reference to the sheep, to the people who have been given by the Father to the Son. John 17 in the verse 6, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Verse 12, While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the Scripture might be fulfilled. Here's the sheep, the sheep which the Lord is referring to in John chapter 10 those that have been given him by the Father. And he's referring to them as my sheep. That's his possession. You notice in verse 16, it refers in verse 16 of John 10, to other sheep. The Lord says, And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice. Other sheep. What sheep does the Lord refer to here? Well, J.C. Ryle would answer that question. And he says, other sheep is a reference to the Gentiles who will yet come to Christ. And so as the Lord spoke in John chapter 10, he was speaking primarily to Jewish believers and he's reminding them that there would be others. Who would yet come to faith in Christ? Others that would yet come to faith. And that's the other sheep that he's referring to. Notice the end of that 16th verse it says, There shall be one fold and one shepherd. Oh, there is but one church. And the sheep are one, and the fold is one, and the shepherd is one and everyone that comes and turn to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ they're one of the Lord's sheep peter learned that lesson about possession in 1 peter 5 and the verse 2 he was speaking there to the elders and of course they are under shepherds and in verse 2 of that chapter the apostle peter said to the elders Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. And the responsibility there was to feed the flock. But Peter's saying to the elders, the flock doesn't belong to you. He said, it's the flock of God. What an important truth that is. How instructive that is to us that we see this is God's flock and the sheep belong to the Lord. There's many times the church can go through trial and the church can face troublesome times and many perhaps can get downhearted and even discouraged, but the flock, the church is not dependent upon man because it's the Lord's. The Lord says they're my sheep. It's my flock. And therefore the Lord will be that shepherd to his people. The picture of the sheep. The possession of the sheep. Then notice the promise to the sheep. John 10 verse 28. And I give unto them eternal life. There's the promise that the Lord comes to his sheep and he gives to them eternal life. And whenever you think about that, and you could trace the sequence, there's the sheep going astray. There's the lost sheep, and there's the loving shepherd who goes out to seek after that sheep and to search for it until he finds it, and then he brings it into the fold. That time whenever the sheep that was lost is found. And in 1 Peter chapter 2 and the verse 25, and we quoted the first part of that verse earlier when Peter said, For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. Peter refers to the past, and then he refers to the present. And he says, Ye were, there's the past. Ye were as sheep going astray, but are now, there's the present. Ye are now returned unto the shepherd, the bishop of your souls. And whenever you compare that past and present, Peter is referring, therefore, to a time whenever there was a change took place. Ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned onto the shepherd. I'm tired of sin and straying, Lord, now I am coming home. The paths of sin too long I've trod, Lord. I'm coming home. And there has to be a turning. It's a 180-degree turn. It's a turn right around, it's a turning about. Oh, we were a sheep going astray, but we've turned. And there's that new direction and that turning brings us to the shepherd. Repentance toward God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're brought into the fold of God. We're one of his sheep. You think of this chapter 10 of John's gospel. The Lord has said, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved. You want to be found in the fold of the Lord. You want to be one of the Lord's sheep. You must come through the one and only door. That's through trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, you can follow the sequence in John chapter 10. We have drawn your attention to the verse 26, and it speaks about those that believe not. And that's a mark of those who are not the Lord's sheep. And so the implication of that is that to be one of the Lord's sheep, you must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You must come to faith in the Savior. An absence of faith in Christ means you're not one of his sheep believing. Verse 27, there's hearing. My sheep hear my voice. You could compare that with the verses 3 and 4. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, He goeth before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. And there's the call of the shepherd. There's the voice of the shepherd. And you would know that in Bible times and out in the East, the shepherd has his own unique call. That call that he would have to round up the sheep, that the sheep would then follow him. They follow the shepherd because They know his voice. They have become familiar with the voice of the shepherd. They hear that voice. They've heard the call. I read an illustration in preparation for this message and it spoke about a shepherd from the Scottish Highlands. And all he ever knew was shepherding the sheep out in the Scottish Highlands, and he had his own distinct call for the sheep to follow him. Many's a time his little daughter would have been out with him there on the mountains, and she too became familiar with the call of her father for the sheep. The little girl grew up and went away from home. Went to the big city of Edinburgh. The father lost all contact with her. And fearing for his daughter, he went as he was just right down into that city of Edinburgh. He couldn't get over the crowds of people that he encountered in the city and he thought how on earth would he ever find his daughter in the midst of this crowd. And as he walked through the streets of Edinburgh, he decided to call out, and to call out with the call that he used to round up the sheep from the mountain. And as he walked through the city of Edinburgh and he called out there sitting with her worldly friends, the daughter heard. And she heard the voice of the one that she knew was her father. The illustration tells us that she ran out from that place. And she ran into the arms of her father. She heard his voice. She heard the call. And I say to you today, if you hear the call of the good shepherd, and the great shepherd, and the chief shepherd, today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart, but oh, run to him. And come to faith and trust in the one who is the shepherd of his sheep. One final thought that I leave with you today, the protection of the sheep. Do you notice from our Bible reading, the verse 28, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And here you can see the protection of the Lord's sheep. They'll never perish. They are given eternal life and they are secure. You asked the question today, how secure? Eternally secure. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Doesn't say you'll never be tempted. Doesn't say you'll never be troubled. Doesn't say you'll never fall. But it does say you'll never perish. And that's the protection, that's the security that the Lord has for his sheep. No man will be able to pluck them out of the Father's hand. And the Father and Son are one. Now we're doubly secure. We're in the hands of the Lord. How many verses of Scripture speak to us about this protection? And speak to us about this security. Again, it was J.C. and on this subject. He listed some 44 verses. And he said it's an incomplete list, but it's just an example to show the security of the child of God. Verses such as Romans chapter 8. Nothing shall separate us from the love of Christ which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Verses such as John 6 and 37, when the Savior said, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Verses such as John 11, the very next chapter, the verse 26, And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And here is this eternal life, this eternal security, the Lord's protecting hand upon his people that he'll never let us go. will never perish. What assurance it is today to know that we're in the Lord's hand. And the Lord has said that no man is able to pluck us out of his hand. Thought about the little child crossing the busy road, slips its hand into the hand of its father. The little child will get safely to the other side of the road, not because of the grip it had upon the father's hand, but because of the grip the father's hand had upon the little child. And we will get safely through to heaven not because of the grip that we have upon the Lord but because of the grip that the Lord has upon us. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Though as we thought about the one who is the faithful shepherd I close the message today by urging upon you to make sure That you're one of the Lord's sheep. That you've heard his voice. That you've come to believe upon him to the salvation of your soul. And that you seek to follow him today. Follow the leading of the shepherd. May God bless his word to each of our hearts. We're going to sing.